Welcome to uh, the little break week that we do between major genres, and this is a little section in the course that we do this week that we call uh, separating the author from their work. Uh, or specifically, we call the section the author and their work, um, and th- there's a difference, and it is about separating them. So, <clears throat> interestingly enough, um, authors are human beings, like anybody else, and uh, have faults as well as good points. And um, sometimes a, a, a work of a, a story, which is a work of art, like any other, uh, will upset people because it's the work itself that upsets people, or other times it's because the author has uh, jumped into the social media realm and upset people um, separate from the work. And you can probably think of some some really different ideas. So we read H.P. Lovecraft, um, and uh, if you look at the work of Lovecraft, it's what they called cosmic horror. So it's part of our um, <clears throat> weird fiction. And so it tends to be either science fiction or fantasy with uh, some horrific elements. And in cosmic horror, we're talking about like larger than life uh, monsters or beings that are that are causing the horror. And so... Lovecraft's stories themselves um, deal with human beings um, as fallible, like really small creatures next to these incredibly powerful beings that, uh, that could basically wipe them out. And how they deal with that, the horror is like facing these creatures that are so much more powerful, is the idea. Um, so it's really kind of interesting. And by itself, it's sort of neutral as far as Politics, again, we've gone into escapism. It's like things that don't exist with the idea of entertaining people. But in the last few years, H.P. Lovecraft has had um, charges leveled against him. Um, Of course, he's passed away, and we're not talking about the court. We're talking about only like public opinion in this case, about racism and anti-Semitism. So authors, um, so, so people that are scholars have looked at this, people who are... Um, just fans have looked at this, uh, and people, of course, as you know, have weighed in on the internet. And people's internet opinions are sometimes uh, very thoughtful and weighed out, and other times they are just sort of like opinions that are just thrown out there. So, you know, there are varying qualities to the opinions and and varying levels of uh, research being done. So the question then becomes well if if the author himself was uh was racist um if the author himself was anti-semitic does that mean the work is those things and secondly does that mean we have to not support the work or not read it because um it because the author is is flawed so people have looked this back and forth some people have said, yeah, you really can't support an author. This is more important if it's a living author because you're saying, well, we don't want to give them our money, which is different than if the author, like in Lovecraft's case, has passed away um, many years ago. So I don't quite know what the estate is, but it's different than supporting the person. A matter of fact, a lot of his works, um, as you saw, were public domain, which means nobody gets paid for them. You can just read them. Um, you, If you bought the book in the bookstore... It would be because you were paying basically for the printing and the editing. It, you're not paying for the work itself. Um, so there's that. Um, the other side is um, is that some people have said, no, actually, um, we're not going to look at the work separately. And there was a recent, um, a recent show. Um, sorry, I think it was Netflix. Um, 
and it was done on, it might have been, I, I apologize, it might have been um, HBO, but it was called Lovecraft Country, and it was created by an African-American director with an all-African-American or black cast, depending on which term you prefer. And so, um, and it was done very specifically with the idea of saying, well, the author may or may not have been a racist in his own time, but the work isn't, and we're going to take that work and do something cool with it. You know, we're going to take this writing and really do something that, you know, pushes it to the next level. Um, and so that's, that's an example of saying, well, we're going we're gonna to do something with this work because the work is separate from the author for good or for bad in so many ways. You know, there's a, a smaller way, and this is the more traditional um, situation, which is if you really like the work of an author, you start thinking they're kind of cool or they're a wonderful person, and we find out that that's really not the case either. Um, and it's hard to not feel that way. You know, when we respect someone's ability to do something, whether it's um, some kind of art form, like music or writing or um, photography, or whether it's sports or even political figures, you know, we tend to think, oh, they're such good people because they're doing these cool things. But the truth is, not necessarily. Maybe they're good people, um, or maybe they're not. But again, you have to separate the author from the work or the person from the work. Um, so these are just kind of things that we're thinking about. I'm not asking you to make a discussion about it. It's just kind of something to think about, the difference between the author and the work as we go forward. Um and there will be sometimes, in any reading you do, there may be things that say to you, well, I don't know if that's quite right, or this kind of is um, it's not something I, I'm not quite sure the author means well here. Um, or it maybe you don't think of that at all. And again, some work is more inherently the political than other pieces. So I'm thinking of um, uh, George Orwell's gotten an awful lot of attention recently with 1984, um, because some of the things that he predicted, or in his story, not really a prediction, but, I mean, speculation, um, he wrote the book in uh, 1948, or published it in 1948, hence the name, 1984. But it's what we call a dystopian, which we're going to look at dystopians as we go forward. And those are areas where society is broken down in some way, some horrific way, that has sent it completely off in a bad direction. Um, and Orwell... Um, is, is I don't think he, well, he probably, knowing his other work, he probably meant it in a political way about anti-fascism. Um, of course, he's gone, so we, we couldn't ask him what his opinions are about today. But again, um, he may or may not be a good person. Just because he wrote that doesn't necessarily mean he's fantastic. You know, we don't know. Um, but we do tend to think of you know, that's a more political work in so many ways. He also wrote Animal, Animal Farm, which talks about um, uh, different political systems and how they may or may not work um, in the guise of talking animals. <laughs> so we've seen talking animals before. As a matter of fact, I would call Animal Farm a little more of a fable um, than, than dystopian proper. Um, so it's kind of something to think about. But as you're reading, you know, just... Um, Keep in mind that the author, I guess, and and the work are separate things. So anything we read in the work, um, for good or bad, doesn't necessarily mean the author is a good or bad person, and vice versa. If the author does something really great outside or really horrible, 
it may or may not afflict. It may or may not have anything to do with the work or affect the work. It depends. And these are decisions and these are, these are conversations that happen and they need to happen. And they're things that take time um, and well-considered um, conversations. And also the, the, the fact they take time because um, we tend to think differently about things historically after a certain amount of time has passed um, and we can think differently about how they uh, affected us or not because the emotions aren't as um, aren't as strong or aren't as, aren't as recent as they would be if you read the same work later on so just some thoughts on that um, thanks again for everything you've done so far I really have enjoyed our time together working in the class and your ability to stay with it um, I know that the particular format is not as easy as in the classroom sometimes, but um, hopefully you're enjoying the class. And if you do have questions, you know how to get me by email. Um, we can always set up a, a, a personal one-on-one uh, -on -one with the uh, video chats or um, just audio. It's fine too, if you need it. Thanks again.